and welcome back to another episode of Empower You Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Abney, and I'm just here to shine a little light on living life a little bit more consciously every day. How I do that on the podcast is I talk to amazing people all around the world, talking about what their expression of the new earth is and what they're doing to bring more light into the world. And today's no exception. I'm really excited to introduce my guest, Aaron Slutsky from Bristol, Wisconsin, yes, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no one's gonna know where that is. So. Somewhere I north, am, somewhere north. Well, I am, I am right in between uh, Chicago and Milwaukee. Okay, got it. So I'm right on Lake Michigan and uh, in a little town in the county, but I okay. still consider myself from Chicago because that's kind of where I was born and raised in that area. Okay, I get it. I love Chicago, except for the winter time. <laughs> they for can, sure. Yeah, no, 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 no. But um, it's a beautiful, great, amazing city. Yeah. Um, so I'm so excited. You're going to share a little bit about anagrams. I've never heard enneagram. Enneagrams. Enneagrams. Enneagram. So share a little bit about you, your story, how this kind of came up, okay. and, and what this is, and how we can use this in our lives. So yeah. I know just about the word. I've seen it on yeah. some social posts, but I have no idea. So I'm total student okay. today. So all right. Great. Sure. I hope this. to enlighten you. Yes. Um, me too. So imagine having a tool that helps you understand yourself. Okay. And helps you figure out what makes you tick and what trips you up. Imagine having a tool that helps you communicate that and gives you language to do that. So you can um, have better relationships and resolve conflict quicker and make decisions easier. Imagine having a tool that helps you understand other people better. That's the Enneagram. Okay. It's that self-awareness tool that brings light to your life and others. So you can have better relationships, communicate better, and connect better. Because, you know, I'm sure you know, Michael, you have heard the U.S. Surgeon General has claimed loneliness as an epidemic. I've read that. I've read, actually, in the last month, multiple, like, statistical-type articles about, I think that they had a slant from, like, how the pandemic affected loneliness. But it was still, like, this general sense of, like a lot of folks are feeling really lonely and yeah. um and not for me that could take you know because i see the energy behind things and so yeah. it's like you know i'm always like questioning like okay what's missing here would you know mm-hmm. like make a difference and you know i know that that's the experience but i also know there's a reality of there's 7 billion of us here or more and like how the hell could we ever be lonely with all these people right <laughs> so it's like such a such a dichotomy of like how our reality versus our experience. But at the end of the day, it's our experience that wins the, you know, wins the house. So that's, I'm all ears. Like, but I like one thing I wanted to like, just get out of the way because it's in my head and I know other people might be doing this Mm -hmm. too. And I mean, no disrespect, but like, and I want to know where this is coming from so I can delete it from my past. So when I was growing up, like that word, I don't even know if it's the same word, but it, it, like conjures mm-hmm. the devil for me. Like, so what is that? Why am I, why am I active? Why am I 
thinking that when you say that word. Can you help me? No. <laughs> I'm going to, no, I, I'm trying to figure out how to communicate this. I think you tuned into something really important because like you said, how many people are on this earth and we're lonely? Yeah. Hmm. Something's up. Something, whether you call it the devil or whatever, wants yeah. us to be alone because then we are vulnerable, right? We okay, don't have support. You know, I've just been reading this each book. Other. I've been really? reading this yeah. book called Outwitting the Devil mm. by Napoleon Hill, which was a, mm -hmm. uh, a uh, recommendation from another podcast, our uh, podcast guest, Samantha Kahooch. <laughs> um, and it, like, I, I can't put that damn thing down. I've got yeah. it on audiobook, and it's the same thing yeah. about the energy of like wanting us to stay isolated, depressed. Mm -hmm. Like, so we're not thinking for ourselves. Yep. Like, that's the hook. You know, like, if you're not yep. thinking for yourself, you're going to be swayed by everything. So, yep. We're, yeah, we are hitting on something. So yeah. this is really powerful. I love when this stuff happens. So it is in this realm, yeah. but that did bring that up in my energy field. That's interesting. Even though I know it's complete, you know, bullshit, but like it's my, you know, what I've got is attached it to it, but it's like, yeah. it's still there or yep. it wouldn't have come up whenever. And mm -hmm. I had the courage to say that out loud because I didn't yeah. want to offend you, but like, no, what is no. that? Why are we, why, why is that there? Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to go back to the self-awareness that we need to be in tune with because like you were just, you know, uh, practicing self-awareness because you were paying attention to what your body was telling you, mm -hmm. what your spirit was telling me, and you went for it. And so you must be at a level of self-awareness where you trust yourself and you are like going to pay attention to your intuition. And that, is another thing that the Enneagram helps you do. Since it helps you get to know yourself, you can start noticing things, noticing patterns, um, the good and the not so good, right? And so when we're talking about loneliness, I like to point out where we are self-sabotaging. And each person has their own way of protecting themselves and um, putting barriers between themselves and other people so they are disconnected. And we do this basically to protect ourselves from being hurt. The Enneagram, let me go back just a little bit with the Enneagram. Ennea means nine. Okay. Gram, think of uh, points on a diagram. So there's nine different Enneagram types. So I teach my clients about their type and how to look for these signs of loneliness and other things. But each type has a different um, thing that trips them up. For example, I'm an Enneagram type three. I avoid failure like the plague. I see it coming and I take a detour, right? Or if I do fail, I am in this shame spiral. So when it comes to loneliness, I disconnect myself from other people when I'm feeling that shame or that, that sense of failure. Hi. If I'm not, yeah, if I'm not connected with myself enough and know myself enough to know, okay, failure 
is not bad. We need to learn from failure. You don't need to be afraid of it. It's not going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. And and speak truth to myself, then I'm not going to be as disconnected from myself, therefore not as disconnected from other people and fighting loneliness. I find that so interesting, especially about the nines. I'm a huge, like everything in my life is 369 nine, yeah. for some reason. I don't know mm, why. Okay. Um, but like, how does one find out what one, any Enneagram? Enneagram. Enneagram. Any, any, okay. Um, right. <laughs> How does one um, find out what one is? There's, there's many different ways you could go online and Google Enneagram test. There's some that are free and there are some that cost $200. Okay. None of them are hundred percent accurate. I've been trained by the one that charges $200 and they even say we're only about 96, 98% accurate because an online test can't take into um, consideration your body language and your mood and your emotional expression like that. So with my free Enneagram test on my website, I offer a free consultation to confirm your type. So much happens in an interview. So much happens where I can look at you. I can see your, your body language. I can ask you specific questions and I know which way um, depending on your answer to ask the next question. And so I find that interview um, is the best way. If for some reason you don't want to talk to me, which is fine, go find books, go online and read about all the types and narrow it down to, to the one that you think sounds most like you. There's also tons of podcasts on the Enneagram as well. So like, how, when did you, when did you, when did it find you? (laughs) When did it find me? I love that question. I love how you, how you put that because that's, that's how it was. I was entering that season of life where my kids started leaving the nest. Okay. And I had been a stay at home mom raising them. I wasn't staying at home. Obviously I was very busy. Um, but they didn't need me as much. And I started questioning, I'm like, wait, who am I? If I'm not like your mom, which I'm always going to be their mom, but that was such a huge part of my identity. I'm like, wait, who am I? And what do I want to do now? And so the Enneagram found me. And as I discovered my type, I realized I've always been that achiever, that one who has lots of ambition and wants to win and be the best. And sometimes that would bring up, you know, feelings of shame because I don't know, that's, does it sound conceited that I want to be the best? Really, that's just who I am. And that's how I've learned to become um, where I am right now. So it, it was one of those things where I did take a test and I read the description and I was like, wait a minute, where's that hidden camera? Because how does it know? What's going on in here? How did it know how I feel about things? I felt so known and understood that I'm like sold. <laughs> I, I just I just had to continue my education and become an accredited Enneagram practitioner. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever encountered is that what you just said is like that space where you're inquiry in your in, inquiry, inquiry inquiring. Inquiry. And that thing comes and talks directly to you. Yeah. 
I've had that happen like several times when it, it's always been in spaces of like, come on, universe, <laughs> seriously, come on, yeah. like, what did, and then it's like, it speaks directly to yeah. you via other people and ever mm -hmm. how it shows up, but like, there's something so connective to that, that provides confidence. Mm -hmm. um, you keep going a little bit further, you keep expanding a little bit further. So yeah. if that did that for you, are you having that experience when people are showing up for you? Are you having Absolutely. Tell me about that. Like, what is yeah. that like for you? So they feel validated. They feel understood. They feel they do have that sense of freedom. Like, oh, I can be who I am. And I don't have to make excuses or apologize. I can accept who I am and show up authentically. I don't have to be someone that I'm expected to be, someone that the world has told me to be. I can be who I am truly and love and accept myself. And in turn, when you do that, you attract it, right? Instantly. You, you meet people who are wanting to be around you more. You are um, finding groups of people that you're interested in and that they find interest in you. So Again, going back to the loneliness thing, when you have that sense of self-compassion, self-love, self-acceptance, people sense that and they're attracted to it. How are you using this? Like, so I coach people as well. So like that identity yeah. thing, that's been such a huge theme the past like year that I've noticed that people are really aware that, yeah. that who they thought they were mm -hmm. no longer exists. Yeah. It's like this feeling of like something peeled away from them mm -hmm. or, you know, energetically, I sort of get that. I mean, I, I know from my own experience of like, okay, all these things that I've done in my life, I've made it all up. Like none of it was real. Like none of it was real. Like nothing's real, really. It's like what we put our focus on. So once you mm -hmm. get out of that survival world, mm -hmm. that, that trap that the planet's exiting from, like when, when people start to popcorn out of that, that's usually one of the telltale signs is they sense that identity loss mm -hmm. and how everything was wired to that identity. Yeah. I even like outlined it as, you know, like there's an entity in you that a version of yourself that is completely hardwired to, to survive like a hundred percent and it did an amazing job the only problem is right. we can't live our life like that anymore because it has a side effect we keep creating right. shit we have to survive and i'm yeah. like it gets exhausting like we all yeah. had to survive a pandemic and for some people it was horrific and other people it was actually a blessing it they needed blessing. that break yeah. they needed that pause button to reevaluate their life, reevaluate who they are. They needed to slow down and take a minute. And now and going back into it. Yeah. Yes. Do, there's the, I, like, you can be identified with the stuckness of like that right. space of like, oh, this feels so good just to like, uh, yeah. you know, disconnect. There's no mooring to, you know, for me, it's being physical while I'm mm. still aware that I am spiritual. Mm. And the blessing is like, 
when I'm non-physical, I can't manifest anything. I'm just non-physical. Mm. Here is the opportunity to actually yeah. do that. Yeah. Actually expand what's known in the world of like energy and we're leaving survival and we like mm. how like the things that are on the outside that have been, you know, doing whatever they've been doing um, to <laughs> keep that status quo thingy going that not too many sheep yeah. wake up. But like, you know, it's like you can't stop it now. Like cat's out of the bag. Like yeah. you can't unding the bell that's been dinged. Yeah, I love that on the planet, right? I've yeah. But I've what? How do we integrate that? And like, I know. we got to talk about it. I know. I have found so many of my clients are like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to normal. Yeah. What was and, that? You know what? It was familiar, their habits, their schedules, their relationships. They want a second chance. They want to start things new and fresh. But what I'm noticing right now is the world is pulling them back to it. And it's a fight. So yeah, it's because we don't have the damn tools, like that we were not educated <sighs> on how to actually, well, being awake is a lifestyle. Being mm -hmm. conscious is a lifestyle. You got to be lifestyling with other folks. Otherwise you are right. going to feel that isolation because that's yeah. what's happening is you're not interacting with that world. Yeah. That's coming online as we speak. It's like being the first person to the new app of the day, right? It's like, okay, well, right. nobody's here to play with. This right. sucks. When it could have been the <laughs> coolest app in the entire world, right? but you didn't hang out there long enough. Right. You know, because you get scared. The second that you get scared, you're sucked back into the other reality. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we are generating our own reality in real mm. time. Yeah. It's so exact, we can't see it. Right. And if we can identify and recognize what that fear is, using the Enneagram, each type has their own core fear. And Isn't recognizing. that crazy? And it's okay, like, so what's your core here fear? it comes. What's your core My fear? core fear is failure. Okay. Or not not looking uh, successful. Do you know the core? I mean, do you, can you? Is that would it be a stretch to go through the nines and what are their core fears? Yeah. So like, uh, core. Like, so do... the type one, their core fear, not good enough. Oh, got it. Got it. Type two rejection because they desire connection and relationship and love so it's the opposite of that okay type three is failure type four is interesting they fear being ordinary okay because Go. they are so creative and unique type five they are fear they fear being um irrelevant or um not smart enough okay type six they fear fear itself type sevens fear being bored mundane type eight they fear um vulnerability being vulnerable and type nines fear conflict Oh, at one time in my life, I've had all of those things. The, the thing that resonated me with this was a seven. What was the yeah. seven? They bored? fear being bored or oh. being limited. 
that I don't know how, but I'm resonating with that. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's the thing that if I'm not paying 100% attention, yeah. boredom is the thing that scoots me to the dark side. If I'm not like connected to like using my schedule to do a thing, because my automatic is just to be ah, in the world, ah, you know, like be the freedom. Did you say that was wired to freedom a little bit too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So sevens want to be free. Seven. Yeah. Want to be free, but we don't want to be bored. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you're, yeah. if you're bored, then you're not free. Yeah. You can't just go do what you want because there's nothing to do. Nothing's exciting enough. Which is so weird because real manifestation requires no effort. Mm. So I would always blur that line. I would notice mm -hmm. myself blurring that line about making it happen or allowing it making it happen or allowing it happen. Yeah. It was like this huge sort of dance and almost like a, it became like a secret because people would ask me how I would manifest things. And I would tell them, but the reality is I didn't quite trust it back in the day. Mm. So I would overcompensate in some way, which would always, it just wasn't in the pocket. It wasn't in the pocket. It was still happening. People perceived that I had results, but like, in here, mm -hmm. it wasn't because I knew there was something about it. It's like when you manifest something or when I manifest something, I want to know it in it beyond doubt when it shows up. So what that forced me to do was transform everything that I was consciously intending to manifest. I would say, okay, this is the feeling that I'm generating, this feeling that I want. I go to the end, but it's like, I want this to show up in such a way that I know this beyond doubt mm. and then that's how it always be like oh, like that and that's how i knew that it was the thing right and but is it, it shows, always like that if i create it that way it is yeah. <laughs> if i don't create it that way no it looks like a okay. chance thing or okay i've been doing i've been doing it for a minute so i'm pretty aware of it all the time but like yeah i also am working with people that are not necessarily at that space yet. So I also am very conscious of all of those spaces that people are in, even from, you know, when people are in like full fear, mm -hmm. nothing really can manifest right. when you're in fear other than more sure. things to be scared of. So mm -hmm. what you focus on, it's a dance, right? It's a dance mm -hmm. for sure. Fascinating conversation. So you use this as your tool. Is there any, yeah. like, what is this? What is this? What's the number one thing that this has given you that you wouldn't have in your life right now? Like working with, working with this energy and this context with your clients, what has it given you in your life? I would say two things are coming to my head. The first thing was depth of relationship which I guess is tied to the second thing and it's intimacy in my relationships, which produces empathy. So it does. I, I mean, before this, I was black and white, good and bad, right and wrong. This is the way you're supposed to do it. And you better not do it that way. Right. Avoid the, the bad way, wrong way and only do it this particular way. 
now I see the whole spectrum and right right and wrong is not necessarily very clear. I think there's definitely wrong, right? But what I used to believe doesn't exist in what I believe now. And so there's so much more love and acceptance from, from understanding myself and others. Are you X generation? Do you consider yourself X generation? <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm Gen X. I'm a male wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so X. Yeah. I'm... We we come with a very, like, pass on the baton energy, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I... I'm trying to give my baton away and no one <laughs> no, will take, take it. it. I'm like, get out of here. No, but this like sense. Did you have yeah. this sense? Like, is it? I think it's in our. I think it's in our, in our DNA. I, I was always aware that there was bullshitty things going on around me. Um, sure. You know what I would look at. It was just. It was just had an offness to it. I never. I avoided all of it. I didn't interact with any of it. But at the same time, now I'm finding that a lot of that stuff that I used to think was uh, a stop or negative. Now I see is not that, that it was like really designed for this time in life because we are at this space, our age now, it's like we're the, we are the ones sitting on that pinnacle, like the people before us are like flies and they're they're a group behind us that like that gen, those generations know all of this is jacked up. They just Mm -hmm. don't know what to do about it. You know, like how to right. craft it in such a way, or it's it's hitting that collective energy. That's not just about so and so having an awakening and all good for you. It's like right. no, this is affecting like the collective is being affected, right? Affected, and like how do we play with that? How does that like bleh, like there's just so much in there yeah. that I don't even know where to even begin. But like I know that it's not just us you know i know that mm-hmm. you and i talking on this i know there's other people that are in the same way that we look at like this can't this can't, this is unsustainable it's unsustainable we can't just keep making more money to create more like that vicious circles those those can't those can't be no more yeah. and the universe has a way of like you know it whispers taps us on the shoulders mm-hmm. and whacks us across the head i'm like i don't know how many more whacks we can take yeah, I don't know if we want to get talking about this. <laughs> I just, what I'm seeing right now is our generation, I think we would be happy to move over and let the next one up in front of us just because um, I think we're tired and we've been through a lot and we're just not as, um, uh, what's the word? I just feel like, Maybe not the millennials and Gen Z. Gen Z's got it going. Go ahead. Go ahead of me. They've got vision. They've got angst. They've got that ambition to just change the stuff that is going on right now that is probably the generation ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, we're kind of in between, but I. I'm hopeful for the the coming generations to really just flip it because I don't, I don't have the energy to do it. I'm doing what I can um, by helping people 
you know, come back into themselves and yeah. um, do the work themselves. But I, I think as far as like huge change, I think like my kids generation are just, they're just going to powerhouse through. That's my hope for anyway. I see that as well, but we do have a role. We do. We oh, do. I think we have a role. I'm just, I feel like our generation might be like, okay, we have more. You know I just, what, if we've been through a lot. You know what we do? We hold space. Mm, we hold space. Because we've been through a lot that we probably haven't talked about and we thought it was normal. Yes. Because it, it, it was normal for us. And, but it you know, wasn't normal what we were like it, the, thinking people, was. <laughs> the younger yeah. kids are looking at it now going, that was normal. It was normal. You better not yeah. do that to me. That better not happen to me. They have a say. We I didn't feel like we had a say. We just did what we were told. And, no, mm -hmm. sit down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I fought it my whole life. You know, it's yeah. grew up gay in a really small town. That'll do it. Yep. And I was like, I knew the religious thing was kind of jacked up too. You know, like I, I couldn't fathom why our preacher guy, well, it was this little town with 10 different preachers and like why our preacher was saying that the other kids that went to the other places, they were all going to hell because they weren't like, none of that made sense to me. Like when I was little and I questioned it and I was told, mm -hmm. my, you know, I was told, don't question, don't question, <laughs> like, don't sorry, question authority. I, Mm -hmm. already done that and but yeah. yeah i can't that that's and that's what this generation's doing now they're questioning they've got yeah. that guts to do it yeah so but like to your point though like what you were saying like i my my sort of aha was i used to have that you know for years i had the you know save the world sort of thing uh -huh. and it was that people would you know, when I would think about doing a business, they were like, you have to niche down. You have to work with a very certain mm -hmm. you know, group of folks. I'm like, no, I want to work with anybody that comes to me. But the, the only thing, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No. You have to niche down because what you're doing is you're unlocking people that have the visions. You know, like the, what mm -hmm. you were saying about the millennials, like got the vision, but they yeah. don't know how to execute any of it or manifest yeah. any of it. Generally, they just want it to be and not have the yeah. experience of this yeah. is how you bring stuff into the world. You know, this is how this works. So that being said, me working with, you know, a person that's going to unlock and write mm -hmm. a book or make a movie or whatever their thing is, that's going to affect bazillions of folks. Like I had to get to a place where I understood that's how I could do that what I wanted, have the end be real, but do it in a way that A, would tear me apart energetically. Mm -hmm. And I was like super focused in on a very specific thing. And now mm -hmm. that I'm at this point where I'm actually doing that thing, yeah. it's like, oh, that's why that happened in 2008. That's why that happened in that, oh, you know, like that's why sure. that voice happened and said that thing in 20, you know, it's, it all makes sense. Yeah. why I stayed and had other careers for those times, mm -hmm. you know, like, and when I didn't have money, you know, like what that was about. So right. it was just like, it was releasing all of my fears, whether I wanted mm -hmm. to or not, but somehow like in 2018, 2017, 2018 is when I really took on facing everyone that I could detect like a bowl in a China shop. If I felt a fear, like, we were on it. We had a plan. We were going to do it. Yeah, we were going to like yeah. go through whatever that thing was. Because when I started to found out, 
none of them were what I thought they were when I faced them. Like, none of wow. them. The grip, the hell, the horror, the suffering came in my resistance to facing that fear. Yep. And that was like the helly part. If I could have like, you know, back then went fear, boom, boom, no fear. I would have done that, but it, that's not the process that human beings generally go through. They get stuck in it or they attempt it a couple of times and they yeah. bounce right back into what you said earlier about how they feel that pull to go back into the, mm -hmm. you know, let's fit in with all the scared folks that are on the planet right now. And I yeah. just don't want to be in that herd. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a podcast where I talk about other aspects of things and like... <laughs> It just provides so much. I don't care if anybody ever listens to it. It's like, I got to, you know, like I am in action with creating a conversation mm. that's outside of what most people would consider normal mm -hmm. um, right. as a way to like, you know, sort of stake mm. in. I know other people are doing it, but other people don't have my perspective and I don't have and their perspective and, and they're not me. Yeah. That said, the world needs all 7 billion of us. Um, mm to be our expressions of what we're, it takes right. all of us, but that transformation, that's when that happens for me yeah. in a blink of an eye. Mm. Like that's what that, like that meaning carries with me. And whenever that spreads, you know, like when somebody does a viral post, they don't know when they're posting it, that it's going to go viral. Like the ones yeah. that really do, there's just something in it. And within yeah. a couple of days, everybody in the whole planet knows it, or something happens here and somebody knows about it. Like, we're in that time where that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great conversation. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, what's, what, what are you excited about next? Like what is like in your own life, maybe not even with your business, but just for your own, like next level, your own evolution. What is, what are you mm -hmm. excited about? What is getting you excited in the morning now? Yeah. Well, so I did start my business when I was almost 50. And so just the thought of, I feel like it's like, it's my turn now. Right. And, you know, my mom's generation, she was winding down, getting ready to retire and hanging it up. And it's like, no, I'm just getting going. So every yeah. morning to me, I look forward to talking with my clients doing podcast interviews. Um, I'm working on my keynote talk right now and it's about loneliness, um, but I'm, I'm polishing that up so I can bring that to the world. Um, but in my personal life, my husband and I have, have, we're celebrating our 31st wedding anniversary next month. Amazing. I mean, that's I just like not even heard of anymore. And technically we shouldn't be married. For the stuff that we've been through, I mean, we, <laughs> but we're going to be celebrating in Jordan and Egypt this year. So I'm really excited to get out of this country. I haven't been out of this country other than like Mexico. Um, but I'm excited about that because it's going to make me realize how ancient things really are. And yet I, I have a feeling it's, I'm going to realize how how not ancient they are. Does that make any sense? Like I, the oldest thing I've seen is probably from the 1700s, maybe 1600s, right? We're talking old, 
as old. Where are you going, by the way? Where are you going? We're going to Jordan. So I'll be floating in that Dead Sea and going down the Nile River. And then we'll be going to Cairo and Luxor and seeing the pyramids and taking a camel in the desert and spending the night there. And so just experiencing something that I never thought I would, but I get to. Can I share something with you? Yeah. So when we first started talking, my guide said that you you do the, the Enneagrams because you were a scribe in the Egypt in a past life. So like Because I was a scribe? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why you resonate with this. That's why that's you resonate with what you're doing. So and here you say that that's literally where you're going. So yes, there's a reason that that's happening. And I can't wait to you oh, we'll have to like, talk again what, after that. Yes, because there's very specifically, hmm. you're going to have three awakenings in this trip that like literally resets the course of your life, oh, the rest of your good. life on this, I could use on this planet. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, seriously, yeah. it is about that loop all the way back. Yeah to now like and because there's no such thing as time time's an illusion mm. so like it's not far back it's now you're not mm. going to experience that thousands of years ago it's right now right. and that's also oh thank you that's one of the things that you're going to experience is how like it's out of time you'll experience out of time yeah. like oh, i'm gonna ask and see if they'll tell me Out of time, you'll definitely connect with like whatever the new thing is for that you're going into for your future. It's definitely a um, book of whatever it is your experience mm -hmm. of this is. The first thing they're like, uh, I can't see that. So that's going to be your that possibly mm -hmm. that could be your thing. That's your click on this trip. Mm -hmm. That's like your aha, and you're like <gasps> that. So you know that to pay attention to the rest okay. of these things on your trip, right? First one's like an older lady. That's the only thing I can see. Okay. Okay. I'll shut up about that. But I'm I'll excited you for that. you because that's <laughs> like, that's, I, it's the mystery. Mm -hmm. That's not a mystery. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is how this is that connectiveness to our intuition that where yeah. loneliness can't really reside. Right. Um, because that's, it's at the end of the day, it's really just a story. So, yeah. um, I can't wait to hear how this story turns out. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be listening. I'm gonna see how this turns out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when are you going? When are you going? September first. Okay. We'll be gone for like oh. two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. I'll make a little note where we reconnect. In okay. A, yeah. That'd be great. So yes, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your Thanks experience. Thanks for having me. What you do and enneagrams gets an alert about that. Our fears and. <laughs> All that stuff. I hope you guys got like a ton of value out of today. I know I did. I'm kind of excited about, I'm going to look into this a little bit more and find out that seven really is my number. If you guys mm -hmm. have any questions, I'll put Erin's information down in the description box below that you can reach out to her and uh, do that free test on your website and uh, yeah, connect and find out where you're at and how that, that can help you live a more empowered life. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys.